my friends, new friends, old friends, pals, acquaintances, enemies. I don't know if you're listening or not. I don't even know if I have enemies. If I do, please let me know. I'd like to know who you are. (laughs) Welcome back for another week of One More Round with me, your host, Trisha Black. The show where I sit down with a number of incredible, wonderful guests who I am inspired by, friends who I adore, and people that I think you should just be aware of that are in and around uh, the world, I suppose, as it is. (laughs) Uh, And it's kind of like an East Coast kitchen party, except if that kitchen... um, we're a studio or a studio apartment, and the conversation were the party. <laughs> um, and this week is no different. This week, my guest is an incredible actor, comedian, writer, director, wonderful mother, uh, very dear friend of mine, the wonderful Paloma Nunez. <laughs> We talk everything from uh, going to Catholic school. She's American-Canadian, so she has dual citizenship. And what is that like? And, of course, the most important thing we chat about are all things Blue Jays, Maple Leafs, and, of course, how the Raptors are the NBA champions still. Thank you, COVID. (laughs) Uh, We talk about sports and what it's like being in sports. And should sports come back? I don't know. I don't know if I'm prepared for sports to come back, but that's all to come uh, soon on the podcast, and you will meet Paloma, uh, and it will be a blast, or a hoot and a holler, as I like to say. Uh, How's everyone's week been? Mine's been pretty good. I guess a, a highlight of my week has been that I it has rained a lot this week. I know that maybe that doesn't sound like a highlight, but it has cooled the air down, which I appreciate because me and humidity do not do well. I'm from the East Coast, so I'm used to being around a lot of, you know, lakes, oceans, uh, and you get that nice breeze. And here in Toronto, we don't get a huge breeze. Um, but the the weather has, you know, and it's also allowed me to sit down and take a second and actually get back to watching some TV. I've been really into Below Deck. Um, (laughs) I'll talk about Below Deck to anybody, anytime, anywhere. So if you love Below Deck, please, please let me know and I will chat with you because I am deep. I've gone back to the beginning and it is exciting. Um, A low light of my week. I don't know if I have a low light um, so far. Maybe all the rain because then I couldn't get out as much as well. So it's kind of like... The thunder showers that were happening this week were a bit of a of a of a double highlight low light, I suppose. I didn't get to go out for my hikes like I normally do, which was a bit sad for me. After after talking to Paloma, it made me really think about sports again, um, and how long I played sports and di- the different sports that I've played. You know, I played softball for you know a good, I would say fifteen years of my life, probably from the age of like seven until I was 20 and I I worked hard at softball I mean surprise I played softball but (laughs) um I was a catcher I played third base uh but mostly catcher so I have I have shin splints now which aren't very fun um but then I was thinking about sports movies and like women in sports and how uh a league of their own is probably the only um the f- a female sports movie that like really resonated with me as a kid, the All American 
uh, league. Uh, Gina Davis, Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna. Oh my gosh, Madonna in that movie is probably the sexiest thing I've ever seen in the entire world. And that scene in that movie where she does the they do they go they sneak out and they food they give food poisoning or they poison. I guess it's not food poison. They just poison the poor <laughs> woman who's like in charge of them. And they sneak out and she's dancing with all of these men and it's so sexy. And Rosie's so funny in it. And Gina Davis is also gorgeous. And then Bill Pullman shows up and Tom Hanks. I didn't even mention Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball. That is a phenomenal movie. A phenomenal, phenomenal movie. I love it. I also thought about how I tried to play basketball once. Once. <laughs> no, I played. Like, probably all through middle school. Um, I wasn't great. I'm short. Like, I'm, I don't stand too tall. I'm 5'3 right now, and I was 5'3 then. Uh, I sprouted really quick at an early age. Um, and I play basketball, and I remember <laughs> my mom tells this story when I was little that I was, I was running back and forth on the court, and these moms were making fun of me. Of course the moms make fun of me. And she had to, like, tell them off. And my mom, you don't know her, but I do. And she's very quiet and doesn't like confrontation. But she let them know. <laughs> uh, so it wasn't great at basketball. It wasn't great at basketball. But I loved, um, uh, I'll, I, I keep bringing up movies, but I watched, I remember watching Michael Jordan when I was a kid and Scottie Pippen and loving the Chicago Bulls because a friend of mine was, like, super into basketball. I remember we probably watched the movie Love and Basketball, like, every weekend. Um, and I loved it so, so, so much. And honestly, right now, I kind of want to get back into basketball. I would love to shoot some hoops. Uh, maybe maybe spend an afternoon shooting some hoops and then come home, watch Space Jam, maybe a mid-afternoon viewing of Space Jam because Bugs Bunny and uh, uh, Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan is mwah, perfection. <laughs> and don't, LeBron, no thank you. I don't want a Space Jam tune. No offense, but I'm the one is classic and you can't change it. Uh, <laughs> and then I would like to finish the night off by re-watching the Raptors winning the NBA championship because it was worth it. And I don't know if you can see, but I'm wearing, I don't have a Raptors jersey, unfortunately, and that makes me make a note that I've got to get one. But I am wearing my Blue Jays jersey. Uh, and my Blue Jays jersey, I bought on a whim when I went to see a game, and I've been a huge Blue Jays fan since I was a little kid, and I, uh, I, I could probably talk about my childhood and my sports obsessions for a long time, but I will not bore you with that. I think I've uh, gabbed enough on my own here off the top. I hope everyone's had a great week, and I hope you're ready to listen to my interview with the wonderful Paloma Nunez. Let's go to that now. She is a Canadian-American actor, writer, and director. Ooh, dual citizenship. She was recently uh, seen in the show that I was very lucky to share the stage with her in the Canadian Comedy Award-winning sketch show She the People with Second City Toronto. She was in the Dora Award-winning The Wonder Pageant at Coal Mine Theatre. When she's not on stage, you can see her on screen in Baroness Von Sketch, Shazam, and the Oscar-winning film Spotlight. Ooh. When she's not acting, she is directing or she is spending time laughing with her wonderful family. And I've met them and they are absolutely wonderful. And from being backstage with her for two years, she is a huge sports fan. It's my babe. I love her and you will as well. Please welcome Paloma Nunez. 
like a little shimmy, tadpole, like didn't I? Like a little I? tadpole just coming right up through. Like a little sperm cute. looking for an egg. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. <laughs> like a little worm. I was like, don't fall. It was so embarrassing. Oh, it was no, it's not embarrassing. It was great entrance. It was amazing. What, you know what's embarrassing? What's happening below <laughs> the, the camera that you can't see my legs being all like, don't fall. Well, and that's the like bonus of this quarantine and doing things like this because we can only see the upper half. So no Absolutely. one really knows what you got going on down under. So, and I'll never tell you. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Paloma! Thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Me too. It's just so nice. It's also just so nice to see you. I although I do feel like you're kind of in my bubble now because we. Um, Recently had a nice little social distance backyard hang. Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, we didn't touch. We still didn't no. break our bubble rules, but, you know. Yeah, we also sat six feet apart. Still feels close. Yeah, it still feels yeah. great. It's, it's so nice to see people face to face. Yes, and actually talk and have a conversation outside. You have such a nice backyard. I'm very jealous mm. of it. <laughs> and we saw Thank little you. skunks. Oh. oh, I have a skunk update. Maybe I'll tell oh. you that later. Oh, oh my gosh, no. One... I found a little baby skunk, one of the four. So we yeah. saw we saw a mama and four little babies, and they were like, it was like a mama tail and then a little baby tail. So this is what our view was, if if you like hand puppetry. <laughs> and um, uh, the next, yesterday, mm-hmm. wasn't the next day. So yesterday I saw like the bushes moving in the afternoon. And I was like, uh-oh, yeah. and it was a little baby skunk. <gasps> and he was like a little like woozy and not kind of moving right. So I poured water on him. I gave him water. Oh. I gave him some mushed up banana. I put like a little tiny umbrella to give him shade, yeah. but I think uh, after doing some research and the person I was talking to, we think it might be distemper. So, oh no! And now I can't find him anywhere. And then, so I, I hate to end this story with a sad. That's okay. That's okay. It's so sad. They were so. It is cute. very sad. You know what? Let's come back. Let's you know what? Let's reschedule this. Let's reschedule. I can't do this right now. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> I know. To emote, they were so cute. What yeah. did you? I hope it wasn't. We, we named them something, right? What was the name? <gasps> oh, that's right. We named them um, um, Oliver, mm-hmm. Stuville, Stuville, Cheddar and Whiskey. Cheddar and Whiskey. I just can't even imagine it being any of them. I know. That's Especially so once you sad. name them. Oh, then they become real. They become a real part of your life. You oh. also could be an optimist and think yes. that maybe, you know, a little bit of water, the water I poured on him because mm-hmm. he was obviously scorching hot and the banana and the shade, maybe he was revived. But He like, could have been. I, I believe it. That's what I'm going to go with the optimist outlook of this story because I think we have to at not? this point. Why not? Because it was so hot. It's been, we're in like a heat wave right now. So maybe yeah. it was just disoriented from the heat. Yeah. And my dog you is. This- sweat on my upper lip. Oh yeah. Then. Yeah. Do you see my face getting redder and redder as we talk? <laughs> no. You look great. That's good. Thank you. I'm wearing my Raptors hat just for you. Thank you. I wore zero Raptors gear. Well that's okay. I didn't bring anything. I did it to yeah. honor you. You don't have to honor me. I wanted to honor you, Paloma. <laughs> how, no, how are you doing besides nice. sad skunkies? <laughs> how was I'm good. I'm really I'm really good. Um we're swimming sometimes because it's hot out. Mm-hmm. We're I don't know. Running around with children, I have two kids, and uh, and uh, yeah, I'm yes. two boys. You know what? Kids make you feel boys. old. Two boys. What was I thinking? <laughs> you know what I was thinking? It wasn't. There was no pandemic, so that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. So 
<laughs> yes, but they're very sweet boys, but I can understand the energy that they um, exude is a lot. <laughs> yes, they are they are hyper wild boys mm-hmm. and they need it. And I feel bad for them that I, I'm just like, we, I don't, I can't provide all of the running around energy that they need to of course. Expend. Yes, that's yeah. why kids go to school, because they can meet other little people like them who have the same mm-hmm. interests and have the same energy, and they can run around together and wear each other out. Yeah, and, like, have their weird little mm-hmm. bits, and that's fun for them, and and you're not like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're bum-bum, yeah, you're yes. bum-bum, fart-fart. <laughs> I mean... Although, uh, <laughs> Trish obviously likes a good fart joke, so, hey, really I'm do. killing you. Today, today during the thunders, because there's a huge thunderstorm in Toronto today, it was like a squall coming in, um, and the thunder scared my dog. My dog, and I will say my dog's been having some bum-bum issues, uh, and Aww. it scared her so much that she was, and she doesn't toot very often, but she was a tootin', and it was really? stinky. Yeah, <laughs> She puked. Ooh. <gasps> she puked because <laughs> of the thunderstorm? Yeah, poor thing was so scared. Oh, yeah, Maggie, for people uh, who are listening, Maggie's like a, she's a mix between a border collie and a black lab and a whippet. So she's a huge dog, but she is such an anxious dog and gets scared by so many little things. The mailman, the girl who lives in the basement apartment at our house, uh, <laughs> squirrels, other big dogs, uh, thunder. So today was a bit of a rough day. <laughs> of course. Most dogs are scared of thunder. Yes. So absolutely Everyone gets it. Yes. Poor little man. I know, but every time she farts, it's funny because she scares herself. <laughs> Does it make a sound or is it just like, oh, you just suddenly so, smell it? Sometimes it makes a sound because she sits like E.T. a bit. So she sits like right on her butt. So it vibrates on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, speaking of sitting like that, my two-year-old was just like lying on and he for some reason wanted to sit. So he was like sitting with his butt right here. Mm-hmm. And let three huge toots rip. <gasps> three huge toots on the shoulder. How rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Diego, you don't realize how great of a bit you just did. And like, yeah. I'm not sure you did it on purpose, but like, that's the reason you would go and sit on someone. That is to, is fart, to on fart on them. them. Absolutely. That kid's going to be in comedy. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so he already knows this. Boy. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> Poor kid, bless. Uh, Paloma, <laughs> I know we're both in Toronto, but like whereabouts in the city? I mean, I know where you live, but for people who are listening who don't know, I'm um, privy to that information. I live in, I know you do know. <laughs> hey, everyone, I'll tell you. I live in uh, Roncesvalles area. I think it's like Roncesvalles mm-hmm. Village uh, near High Park. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the West End uh, right before High Park. which is a spectacular area. Very, very yuppie, but also very liberal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we, we elected an NDP MPP and we got a liberal MP and Ward Perks is our city councilor. So very, very fun liberal people. Yeah. That's, I love, I love Roncesvalles. It's like probably one of my favorite Mm -hmm. parts of the city. I love when you like walk down Roncy, like the, the strip, like I call it the main street of Roncesvalles. It it truly feels like you're not in the city and that you're in like a small town. Like it makes me feel like I'm in Sackville, New Brunswick, which I'll probably, I talk a lot about already on this podcast, but I loved Sackville because that's where I went to university and I feel like I like practically grew up. But the the main street of that small town reminds me of Roncesvalles and like everyone is like, seems to be more polite there and like friendly and says hi and 
I just love all of the yeah. little shops. <laughs> yeah, and like lots of like local stores, mm-hmm. not a lot of franchises. I think, um, I wonder if there was a mandate. I don't even know, but like there's, I think one Starbucks mm-hmm. and it's outside of, I would say the main part of the strip. Right. And then there's like a Gabby's. Yeah. That's the only franchises that I see on Ronzi, except for like maybe like a, a Sobeys, like a grocery right. store or like a necessity store, but it's not usually a lot of restaurants. So everything's kind of like locally owned and that's really nice, but it's also expensive. Yeah, it's pricey. Yeah. No, I get it. But I, I love the local there. Have you ever been to the local? Of course. Absolutely. Yes. Great bands. Yes. Bluegrass Mondays are probably my favorite. I love, I love Fun it energy. There. Mm-hmm. Beers on tap. It's great. Beers on tap. I haven't been in ages. <laughs> I know. I'm not, none That's of us from have. our old lives. Our old lives. What were those lives? I don't even know anymore. I know. <laughs> and speaking I of um, uh, local bars and beers on tap, uh, Paloma, as you know, and I've let a lot of the listeners know that this uh, podcast is where I sit down with a person that I want to get to know or that I already know and I feel like they deserve to know while we have a drink or two, or three. Uh, So uh, today we're going to have a drink, so let's see what you're drinking, Paloma. I dropped these off for Paloma, so I was like, I'm forcing her to drink these. And I, and you know what? I'll, I'll comply. Thank you. So I've got some Woodhouse IPA, Mm -hmm. which is actually also in the West End. It's very close to here. Yeah, I picked them up. They're right at um, Lansdowne. Lansdowne College, yeah. And between college and Dundas, because it's right close yes. to my girlfriend's place. So I was walking on my way to our backyard hang, and I said, well, I might as well get some Woodhouse. Also, it's nice to support some local brews, you know? Um, and it's great that you chose a brewery in my hood. Yes, that's what we want to do. There's so many There's so many good breweries in the city. I've been trying to try them all right now, and uh, I'm excited. Ooh, she's got it all ready to go. I'm going to show you what I'm drinking. Yes, please. Also, what are you drinking, I Trishy? love just clinking it around. So people can hear it. But I'm also drinking Woodhouse. But I found this one called Apricot Saison. An Apricot Saison that I'm going to give a go, I think. Um, And then I have just their lager, which I really like. It's just a nice, easy, easy to drink. This IPA is great. I'm ha- I just had my first sip. I was waiting for you to bring it up so I could drink it. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna Let's s- hear it. Let's hear that sound. like the best part of the day when you get to crack these am i right it truly is i was i was waiting today like i had a bunch of work to do and i was so hot and i was running errands and then i was like i can't wait till it gets to paloma and me hanging out time and getting to have one of these Uh, let's let me see what this first sip is like okay let's hear it let's hear it oh my goodness that is so good that is so good. Um, it's it's apricot. Have you ever had? Um, oh, it's a Quebec brewery, but they have an apricot beer. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god, I know it! I, I know pi- it. I they sponsored it. Fringe. Yeah, it's like uh, Saint Ambrose. Saint Ambrose. That's what it is. Saint, Saint Ambrose. Ambrose. So it's similar to that. It's a bit lighter, but I always find those beers kind of taste like I, the first time I had a Saint Ambrose apricot ale was. Somewhere mm-hmm. in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and it it tasted like Fruitopia. <laughs> yeah, it's a little sweet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a good like mm, hot day. I'm gonna have one in the afternoon. Yeah, but you know me, me and Trishy, we're probably gonna have like more than one beer. We're gonna have right? more than so one like... beer for two. Also, this goes down super nice. So, I know I feel like you and I have had many a beers over the last few years. 
many. And we're, we're always the ones who choose beer, like backstage mm-hmm. after our shows and stuff. We were always like beer. Yes, and we'd, we'd go to the LCBO and buy just like a bunch of IPAs and have mm-hmm. them in the fridge. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. so nice. Because we met, the first time we ever really met, I guess, getting to know each other probably was when we first did She the People. I'd assume. Yeah, I've seen you perform yeah. and I knew you, but I didn't, mm-hmm. I don't think like maybe we said Trish Paloma, like, hi, like I'm Trish, I'm Paloma, yeah. but I don't even know if we officially had. I don't know either because I don't even know if we had done, it's so hard to remember what shows you've done <laughs> and what you haven't and who you've done things with and who you haven't. Because after a while, they and like kind of, when those fell in the timeline of your life, <laughs> yeah, because they all kind of blend in. But I know a fish like for me, the first moment was when we did She the People. And yeah. I, I remember being so nervous because I, I like everyone in that cast. I like loved and I was I, I, I was really scared. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Trisha Black, I've heard so many great things about her <laughs> and I can't wait to work with her. So this is great. And like as it is when you do theater and mm-hmm. shows like this, you get you get to know everyone very well. I would yes. say you get close with everyone, but it's not always everyone that you get close with because yeah. maybe you decide you don't <laughs> like them. But most people, I'd say most of the time, 99% of the time, everyone's wonderful and great. And Trish, oh, I feel like we got so close. We did. I remember the, f- yeah. the day that for me that I was like, Paloma and I are going to be like, best friends and I I think I said this when we did E-Talk Canada too it was like the one thing I said on that interview was that I remember the day that you were like can I just hug you and I was like yes I love hugs and then we hugged and it was just like a moment of being like yep this is a perfect friendship and it's going to be amazing for years to come yeah, because I'm like a I'm a touchy feely affectionate mm-hmm, person, and me too. and Trish is like, oh, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in. That. I'm in. Meow, meow. <laughs> Paloma's got a little lamb. <laughs> She's got a lamby. And, and Trish told me she wanted him to come out. I did. I wanted him to come out. Here he is. <laughs> I do love it. It's so cute. Um, you also like. I also loved when we did she the people that you had like your youngest son on uh, there a lot for the rehearsals, which was like so nice to be able to also watch him grow up, I guess over the last couple of years, which has been like crazy. Obviously it's probably yeah, crazy for you as a mom. <laughs> it, it It is true that um, you get to see him grow up. And I think that's kind of special because I feel like that cast specifically has like a, a nice bond with mm-hmm. Him, whether he knows it or not, because he doesn't remember. He was like four months old or yeah. three or four months old. So tiny. Um, which was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was so pumped to do that show. And they asked me and they were like, we know you have like a three month old baby and you probably won't want to do this. But do you? And I was like, yes, <laughs> I do. But truly, I think like it's when you have your second kid, you're kind of a lot more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I know what I'm prepared. doing. Yeah, yeah. I've done this. Yeah. So I felt that way, although I still feel like, you know, there was a lot of time I didn't spend with him that I could have. And but he still got to experience some really rad things. He watched all of our lighting cues. And And also, like, he's he's at such a young age, too, that he probably like won't it won't affect him in any way. You know, like he's like, my mom's here now. Here we are. And he's going to be, yeah. like you said, he was tooting on your shoulder. So he's going to be a comedian. And I think we have to watch out for him. <laughs> yeah. And he has a little temper. So we'll see how that works out for his life. <laughs> no, I want this part. <laughs> Give it to me now. I, yeah. Like, because that's his tactic at this mm-hmm. age is just 
screaming until he gets what he wants and and you're just trying to be like what if you tried like a little uh i don't know sugar just flattery compliments no too young for that he's two two, by the way everybody if you're listening you're not sure i don't know if i said it he's two years old and i think he might be cresting on those terrible twos oh (laughs) yeah i've heard about those i've heard my mom said that i when i was to, I had my terrible twos, but she said it didn't last long. I guess when I was little, I was at they were, My mom took me to Zeller's, and um, <laughs> apparently I was like screaming for something. I wanted something, and I was screaming about it. And my mom just like gently took whatever it was out of my hand, put it down, put everything back, like put everything back, and we walked out of the store and went home. And my mom was like, "You never did it again," because I knew that I would never get anything if I screamed like that. I knew just to be a good, quiet kid, and then I'd get what I wanted. Smart. <laughs> See, already smart. Very smart. My kid not learning that. And I'm literally telling him, you don't get what you want when you scream. And then he also knows how to turn on the chime. I'll be like, ask me nicely. And I go, after just screaming at you. So when, yeah. you, when you experience the, like, Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> in real time, it's, mm-hmm. it's intense. Of course. You're like, I'm going to, like, you're driving me crazy. He's like, well, you just melted my heart. Well, fine. You're so <laughs> cute. Have, yeah, you, have, yeah. you, have you seen that? Um, have you seen that? I don't know if it's it's on Instagram I think they're on Instagram now and they were TikTok and it's this little boy who just always says thank you mama (laughs) getting and she always hands him food and every time he says thank you mama and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen is that the little kid who's getting like this incredible meals on Mm -hmm. his little plate yeah okay because I watched it without the sound on it was just like this kid is such a good eater. He's not picky. He's so happy. Yeah, you got to put on the top sound of it, he's on. saying, thank you, mama. Thank oh, you, mama. Wow. And he goes, there's times he goes, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa. And he's also the most fashionable kid I've ever seen. Like, I want what he's wearing. That happens a lot. I see young children wearing cool clothes, and I go, that's not fair. Why can't I wear that? <laughs> yeah, honestly. I'm just a big kid. Give me the clothes. Yeah, why can't we have those outfits? I want those dresses that those little girls get with the, like, dress, what is it, like, dressy underwear, mm-hmm. diaper cover? I'm like, why yeah. can't I have that underwear? Yeah, right? That would absolutely be wonderful. That Your dress blows up and you're like, oh, look how cute she's wearing, like, I don't know, fluffy diaper cover. <laughs> I think maybe that's why, as an adult, yeah. we can't wear fluffy diaper covers. And maybe that's a bit creepy. But you know what? Never mind. I just creeped myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Will this make the cut? Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> <laughs> Diaper underwear Diaper covers. Underwear covers. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so Paloma, I, I know this that you're Canadian American. Um yeah. well, how how what does it feel like having dual citizenship? Being able to I mean, I guess right oh. now we don't really want to go down down to our southern neighbors, but how, how like where did um, you grow up? Did you I know you grew up I think in Sudbury, right? Mostly? Yeah. My life is a little wild. I was born in Chicago, and then I lived there till I was one. And then my mom and my dad moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is, is from Mexico, and he literally, truly could not handle the weather. And he, like, got pneumonia and stuff at, like, I don't know, oh 28 or whatever. So very young to get that sick because mm-hmm. uh, he was working construction outside. So they were like, we need to go where it's a little more, I think, your style. Uh, considering like he'd probably never, ever seen snow, been anywhere where it gets that cold. Mm -hmm. And Chicago gets cold. Yeah. 
So they moved to Florida and then uh, my parents got divorced and then my mom found a Canadian and she married him. So she moved us to Sudbury. So I moved from Sarasota, Florida to Sudbury, Ontario. (laughs) That is, um, that is horrific. So um, I was the only Paloma Nunez in uh, Sudbury, Ontario. (laughs) And then I went to an all Catholic school and I'd been raised agnostic, so like no religion really, mm-hmm. but I was baptized Catholic, but my mom's Jewish, so I'm Jewish, so woohoo, I could Ooh. marry anyone. But, and then I went to the school, but I didn't know any, like, uh, Catholics love their prayers. Yes, they do. Reciting their prayers a lot. Yeah. Are you Catholic too? I am Catholic, yeah. I w- Well, I mean, not practicing, I'm not practicing. <laughs> but like, but I did. you grew up with some of that. Yeah, I went through all of the phases that you do in when you're Catholic and all of the up, up and down and kneeling and praying and repeating. Like I could, yeah. some of the, some of the things that, cause the priest has like such a, like, like, like what's the word I'm cadence? looking for? Cadence. And like also a regiment, like every week it's like, he yeah. says the same thing. So I was like, be sitting in church being like, uh, and then like mouthing what he was about to say because I knew and I, it was very boring. <laughs> so boring and so we had to go and I went too but I because I only started at eight years old Mm -hmm. I missed my first communion so I was Uh never allowed to have communion so you know like just being a little Paloma Nunez being a little Mexican Jewish Floridian Mm -hmm. person in a Sudbury which is very in this area was very Italian um, very Catholic area and I wasn't allowed to go up and take communion. So those things. So now to spite things, whenever I'm in a Catholic church and there's communion, I get up and take it. What are you going to do about <laughs> it? Huh? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Gonna do? Jesus, gonna do? Jesus would be like, eat. Yeah. God, Jesus would be like, eat, girl. eat me, eat the body of me. Yeah. Come on. That's why I died. So you could eat the body of me and drink my blood. I mean, that, that's gulp, the gulp, point. Gulp, gulp, gulp. And it's, it, as a child, I was not allowed to have the wine. We had to have juice. But then, the but then, juice. but then we were allowed to have wine. It was confusing uh, sometimes. I didn't understand, and I only liked the wafers that tasted like ice cream cones. I didn't want none. I didn't want the bread because there was there was the wa- the white wafers that tasted like ice cream cones, and then there yeah. was the bread. And I was like, I want the ice cream cone one, please. <laughs> Which is just bland. Yeah, no one gave me anything because they were like, you can sit over there because they knew I didn't have my first. How do they know? Yeah, that one. How do they know? I don't know. I don't know how they know because I guess you get a certificate or something like that. I don't know. I had to like show my baptism. I did it. My mom took right. care of this because I was a little kid. So I don't know what paperwork you get if you get your first confession, first communion, I don't know whatever. Either. I I when so I I didn't have the paperwork. I suppose. <laughs> so funny. It's so weird. Religion is so weird. So in all of this that was happening while you were living in Sudbury how did you become such a big sports fan? Like where does sports land for you in, in your life? Like, so my grandfather Mm -hmm. on my mom's side, uh, from Chicago, Mm -hmm. huge white Sox fan. So our family lived a little bit in the South side of Chicago. Um, and so huge white Sox fan, lifelong white Sox fan. We'd go visit in Chicago. A, a white Sox game was always in order. So I remember going to see them. I can't say I, I cared. It's such a fun event to go around where there's all these people. You get snacks and treats and mm-hmm. food. Um, do you think I, I didn't really give a crap about what was going on? I had no idea. Right. But I think just like that tradition, as you get older, you start to be into it. And I remember even 
like my mom isn't is a moderate sports fan, mm-hmm. but I remember she would always watch like the big final ones, especially the right. World Series. So no matter who was in it, she would be like, oh, this team is in and la la la. And then in the morning would be like, guess who won the World Series? So I guess it was just kind of like a slow thing. And then moving to Sudbury and after, I only did one year at that Catholic school because it was really awful. But we also moved to a different area and I went to a public school. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, got really into hockey, watching the the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I got watched that like season with Doug Gilmore and Wendell Clark and all of those. And like, I had a TV in my room and my stepdad would make me turn off my TV at bedtime. But I'm like, these games are incredible. How do you expect someone to go to bed? So I would put like a towel around my TV so you couldn't see the like flashing lights under the door. So I was sneaking around watching sports past my bedtime. I'm a rebel. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, it's it's probably better than maybe sneaking around watching porn or something. That's right. awesome. That was my porn, maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing like sweaty, stinky men in uniforms. You can't see their faces. Hello. I remember that Doug, um, Doug Gilmore season, too, because I my dad has been a Maple Leafs fan since he was probably out of the womb. Like, it's it doesn't matter. that That's his team, and he is like forever with them. And I remember as a kid, I would, uh, I was a big Maple Leafs fan. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know if my dad made me angry or something, but for a full year, I like decided to be a Canadians fan because that was my aunt who I loved my, my, my aunt Pat, my mom's I'm named after her name's Patricia. And so my parents just gave me Patricia. And so I loved my aunt Pat because she played so many sports and it kind of like I played sports. So I like really connected with her and she loved like the Canadians are her team. So I remember for like a good year, I was like an adamant Canadians fan. And my dad, I remember being like, "Mm." Maple Leafs. It is fun to be like, sometimes you play around with like your allegiances with your parents mm-hmm. and being like, will dad be mad at me? And it's also sometimes fun to have that rivalry when you're watching sports of like, I'm rooting for this team and you're rooting for that yeah. team. So yeah, of course. But and then it, you went back, you went back to the I Leafs. I did go back to the Leafs. I did. I like the Canadians too. Like I had a, like my aunt bought me a, a Canadian, like a Canadian's Jersey and she gave me Aww. like, like, so I, I just, I think I just loved being a part of the rivalry a bit and for me I was never I was never really into the NHL hockey but the world juniors was like huge in my house every boxing day you watch the world juniors like that's what you did and I remember like every year watching the 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 world juniors like the men's and the women's and I remember loving the women's Haley Wickenheiser was like a huge idol for me and when I was a kid I wanted to be Haley Wickenheiser because she did you play hockey I played hockey for four years I wasn't it was my least best sport um Mm -hmm. but but I was still like decent at it I think if I had been playing for a long time I probably could have been good or had the motivation to be good in it but I at that time I was playing softball and I'd been playing it for like a decade and that was kind of my my sport that I really worked hard at um but Haley Wickenheiser I wanted to be her because she played both in the Olympics in hockey winter and softball in the summer oh I didn't realize she played softball yeah what a rad lady I know right shout Isn't out to cool? Haley Wickenheiser Haley Wickenheiser we love you uh I love you <laughs> We admire you. No, I'm the same. She was out there during this pandemic getting Mm -hmm. masks and delivering food to um, frontline healthcare workers. So I, we saw that and I didn't forget it, even though there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since. With Haley Wickenheiser? 
No, just oh. like in the world. Oh, in the world. I was like, what? Is, no, what no, don't no, no. ruin my dreams? <laughs> it's funny to me that hockey was your first like big sport. Like, did you? Did well, you... hockey was like what I got really right. into, but that's probably and like not not to be you know pooping on bandwagoners, no. but like at that time they were so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I also watched the ninety two ninety three World Series. Well, I think we all did. <laughs> I think that one of the most inspirational moments, and I'm sorry, I just jumped from hockey to this, Do it. but um, was watching Joe Carter hit that home run. Yes, I was like, I cannot believe that under that pressure. Mm-hmm. That you get the right pitch, that you'd be able to see it, that you can execute exactly what you needed under all of that pressure. It was so inspiring. It is so inspiring. And I do feel, and I still feel like maybe as an artist, like that's a big connection that I have, why I still admire sports and why I still um, enjoy it so much is because watching people execute under that pressure. And like, you know what this is like. Mm-hmm. We got to go in and auditions all the time. You get really nervous yeah. and how you just like have to breathe and then just like deliver and, and it has to happen. And and then especially when you're on set, right? Like, Oh, there's all this money. And then the cameraman and everyone's just looking at you and you have to yeah. deliver. And you're like, here we go. So, uh, you know what I mean? Here's my one but line. We get that adrenaline. <laughs> I'm a nurse again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you do, you um, get that adrenaline. And I also remember watching that. I also recently rewatched that I think last year that entire game re- when it was like um ba- Bautista and and that in the bat- 2015 that's when I rewatched it because I was so inspired I was like we're doing it again and I gotta go back and rewatch that that incredible because I was a huge um Robbie Alomar fan he was like mm. and and Sandy Alomar because I was a catcher and so Sandy Alomar, for me, because he played for the uh, the team name, the, the Cleveland, and I will not name their actual the name. The Cleveland baseball team. Baseball yes. team, because they need to change their name. Get on it, please. I don't name them either. Um, Cleveland. Uh, but he played for them, and I love Sandy Alomar, and I love Robbie Alomar. But then I, I, I feel like this was my first moment of heartbreak as a kid, um, loving like a celebrity or something, when he spit on that umpire. I remember it broke my heart because I was like, no, like that. You don't do that. That's so disrespectful and like so rude. And it is it is so upsetting when you find out that you're like sports heroes, celebrities, whoever kind of do something that you didn't expect that they would do. It it really is heartbreaking. And I remember as a kid that that Robbie Alomar it broke me. I was like, "Why? Like, why did he do it?" Like, and then I stopped being a Robbie Alomar fan because I was like, "Yeah, no. you were done." With I him. was done, and like now, as an adult, I've like gone back to him. I'm still like, "Oh, but it's Robbie Alomar." I was like, "He maybe he made a mistake," and I don't, I don't keep up tabs with him, so I don't know what he's like now. I know that he and Joe Carter came and played with the comedy softball league, though. Yeah. Uh, last, mm-hmm. I think it was last year, which was really amazing and kind of like bumped him up in my books a little bit where I was like, that's kind of cool that, you yeah. know, they would do something like that. And apparently they were both really lovely and very nice and kind people. So that that made me go. I think the little Trish inside me go, OK, Robbie Alomar, we're good now. <laughs> what sport are you more into now? If it, if it started out as hockey, are you still a big hockey fan or are you? Do you lean more? I mean, I feel like you're more of a basketball fan, but I, I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like you're you're into it all. But well, I mean, how do you how do you come off of that NBA championship yeah. run and not just like eat, breathe and sleep Raptors basketball? Mm-hmm. And they were so good yes. this season. They were undeniably good and they were missing mm-hmm. what everyone thought was the player for yeah. our team. And so to me, I'm like. 
I love the underdog feeling, even though they shouldn't be underdogs because no. they're NBA champions. But everyone's just like, oh, they took out Kawhi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my lamb Kawhi now. <laughs> uh, they took out Kawhi and now the raps are nothing. And I, I just fucking love and it is feels yeah. so Canadian that they would they would persevere and mm-hmm. be and still be the underdogs to everyone because yeah. we don't have LeBron whatever. whatever like that that's like those are the that everyone's favorite mm-hmm. and I, I just love the underdog story that is Canadian sports of course and when they come from behind and that no one's expecting it and like the heart and passion that you see on that team is just beautiful. Like Kyle Lowry and like Norman Powell just mm-hmm. destroying it near the end of the season that they didn't know was ending. So yeah, I, it's hard for me. Like, I guess it's like you have this maybe is a terrible analogy as a mother, but you have three kids. I'm yeah. going to say basketball, hockey and basketball. <laughs> and like one is just doing so well. And it's no, you know what? It's a bad analogy because you should still love all your kids. You should. But, okay. But we're not talking about kids. We're talking about sports. So we're not okay. actually talking about kids. Yeah. <laughs> But, but um, now they just, we have an insight it's into so your inspiring. life. <laughs> Whoever's doing better, whoever knows more words, mm-hmm. I'm all about them. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think the Raptors have taken uh, more of a center stage in my life. Although I have to say, I'm so excited about what the Blue Jays mm-hmm. look like with this, all, the whole new, like, it feels like they've gotten a full makeover. Yeah. And um, like with all the new players like Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio and Vladdy Guerrero Jr., obviously, obviously yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny Jansen, there's so many. And like, I guess, Nate Pearson, who I don't know, we haven't seen him yet, no, but, but the end of their season last year gave me a lot of hope and they were dang fun to watch. Mm-hmm. They were so, so fun to watch. And I felt like they were just starting to like gel and really get going. Well, that's the nice so thing I, about yeah. all of these, about, about these sports teams too, is like, especially with like the Blue Jays now having a brand new team with all of these new new guys it, it it does have that excitement of like what are they going to do are we going to be able to watch them grow as an ensemble over the next i mean i use the word ensemble because i'm in theater and, and the arts but, but ensemble, but ensemble it, is. it is it's like team ensemble is this group of people who like you clearly can tell they're getting to know each other getting to know how they play with each other um and it's so fun as like especially in canada with sports because we only have one well i mean minus hockey but um, we all in b- baseball and one basketball, one baseball, one basketball, yeah. one baseball. So when that team does well, but even still with hockey, it's like you have you have Vancouver. Much we have only a four, right? Or no, five now because of Winnipeg, Montreal, Ottawa, oh six, so uh, six, Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Vancouver. Yeah. So six, but even still with six, it's like if one of those teams is doing well, I, I feels like the whole nation kind of comes together yeah. in a way. Because so when the Raptors were in the championships, that 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 <sighs> like it was chills. It, I know, chills. I do too. Uh, me too. Hopefully, it's not COVID. Uh-huh. Oh please, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> but you know when you get a random chill and you're like, that's not COVID, is it? Anyway. That, but yes. yes, that's like it excites me, and that's what's so beautiful about it is the unification. Mm-hmm. We hadn't had that since 92, 93. Yes. Like, that's crazy. And like to be in this city and watch it and like oh. watch all those Jurassic Parks or their version mm-hmm. of that across the country, and then they re aired it 
uh, a year later because that's just what we needed to like survive. We mm-hmm. needed any little bit of happiness. And they're like, here, here, thankfully you guys just had this. It's like eating leftovers. And you're like, it's so, it's so good. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> We needed this. And like truly got into those games all over and been like, oh yeah, I remember that. And now I remember yeah. that. Cause it's, and it's nice to watch them without the stress. Yo, God. I, Cause it was I, so stressful. You saw me. Well, I know you we, we watched all of those, those last, those last games, like the championship <sighs> games we all watched, we watched together. We watched all of them and I've never, and it was cause I, that year also was the year that I had decided I wanted to get into basketball. Like I, mm-hmm. I find year. every year I try to like try to really keep up with a new with a sport just to like for my own brain and like you know it's fun. It's fun to sit around with friends and watch a, a Canadian team succeed and do well. And that year was basketball, and so you, I was lucky having you with she the people for us to like be able to actually. Uh, like talk about it and like have it explained to me and you and Anne Pornell who I love but and Anne is such a huge sports fan too and Mm. just having those having the two of you between me always talking about it like hyped it up for me too and watching those championship games were the most intense thing they were like my heart was we were on the floor because it because you want it I'd so be bad and doing weird poses like I just yeah. I was so full of anxiety of in like course. the most exciting and exhilarating way Ugh. and like and 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 also watching this team work so hard and work so well together like it wasn't even the yeah. fact that they had Kawhi it, it truly was just watching a team mesh so very well that they were yeah. they were performing at a height that we hadn't seen them perform before and to watch them do that and like I said before like grow as a team and I think that's why now they're doing so well even without Kawhi because everyone thinks oh Kawhi is the be-all end-all but I'm like if Kawhi wanted to stay he could have he just decided you know he wanted to be closer to his family and do all of those things but what's amazing is that watching it now they're still that team that team is still there because the rest of them have worked so hard, like Lowry, to, to, to like yeah. to like make that team mesh and and they communicate well with each other, and it's such a beautiful thing to watch. They're like the ultimate ensemble, especially because they're not about their mm-hmm. own stats and their own points and their own fame. They're very much about like our goal is to win this series, yeah. and I think Kawhi really gave them this like stoicism mm-hmm. and like not celebrating and like running around doing airplanes when they score. Like they'd have moments, but mostly it was just like we won that game. Moving on, yeah. next game. Not till we have the finals. Not till we have the um, the O'Brien like. Yeah, it wasn't a performative it, it, statue. They, statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Statue? What do you call it? A trophy? Uh, trophy. 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 <laughs> but I love. I wish, yeah. wish they would. If you won, you wanted like a so World the, Series. Yeah. You bring in a huge statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of just baseball. Just a baseball. Um, but but I watched them so many years, and what they got from Kawhi was that stoicism, and then they got confidence mm-hmm. because they'd made it far, but LeBron would always stop them. Yeah, always, 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 and they couldn't get past it. And I think after a while, it started to affect their confidence as mm-hmm. um, a team. Because they were like, we're, we are playoff ready. We are so great in the regular season. And Kawhi just like pushed them past this like limit that they had never gone before. Yeah. And now that they've been there, they're like, we can do this. Yeah. We absolutely can do this. And we didn't, it's not that we don't need it. It's just like Kawhi left us better than he mm-hmm. found us in that now we're a better team. Mm-hmm. 
And even though he's not with us, we're still better. Like we still went, we knew territory and they, they, they like championed and they won. And so I think, and I realize this season, everyone's going to say it has an asterisk around it, but I'm like, I'm so pumped for them to continue doing what they started. And I don't care that anyone says that because I can't say, you can't say there's an asterisk beside a team that goes back to back. If they go back to back, you can't say that's an asterisk. So you're like, no, 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 they were, they were still great. And they didn't have Kawhi. Yeah. And they didn't have, and that's, and that's what, and I think that's why this season in particular, which is unfortunate that got cut short so far, but when they come back, I think they will continue with that confidence and that non-performative. I think that's what ruins certain players too in, in sports is that you start watching them become really cocky and there's a difference between confidence and, and being cocky, right? It's like, yeah, there's a difference of being like confident and being like, fuck, yeah, I, I went out there and I, I worked hard and I played hard and I did my best as opposed to being like, look at me, look at this slam dunk. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if that makes it sense, makes but- him a team player. It totally yes. does, because it's like if you're cocky, you still need it for mm-hmm. you. But if you're confident, you're like, I don't have it tonight. I'm going to keep passing it to Powell, who seems to. And you know what? That gets us the win. And you know what? Maybe I'll have it the next game. Mm-hmm. But it's like the confidence to know I don't have it tonight but I will have it again and it doesn't mean that I'm no longer a great basketball player it just means like sometimes your shots just not happening Mm -hmm. right yeah and to share the glory which I found which makes it kind of hard to defend Uh you're like oh it's a it's a Baca's night tonight oh look at OG and Anobi coming out of nowhere look at Norman Powell who just I I, I'm like you're unstoppable Mm -hmm. so I love it. I agree. Yes, we both agree. Should we have another round, Paloma? How are you feeling? I'm going to crack open another beer. Well, I'm still drinking this, but I just, yeah, I'll I'll stop talking. But yeah, let's keep going. Drink, drink, drink. I'm like sweating. It's so hot. There's like no break from it. It's disgusting what's happening. Um, Well, and and that's something that I like also love is how passionate you are about sports. Like, you know, so much like you truly are like so um, I don't know what the word maybe I don't know if educated is the word I'm looking for, but that's what I'm going to use. Knowledgeable. Thank you. That is the correct word. The um, I'll give you the word to describe me. Thank you. The apricot (laughs) saison is a higher percentage than I thought it was. And with the heat, I am a woo woo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that is something that I love is that you are so knowledgeable ab- uh, in the genre of sports and for someone who is female identifying I feel like we don't get to hear those uh, we don't get to hear like folks like you speak about yeah. sports which I which is why I love and which is why I was like I want to get Paloma talking about sports because I think it's so important <gasps> to to also comment on that where anytime I listen to a sports podcast or anything it's always men 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 and I you know I like I like dudes and I get it sports is a very male dominated um field I guess all this is to say that like as somebody who is you know female identifying and you are a huge sports fan what does it what does it feel like kind of being in that world a little bit like do, do, like when you have conversations with other people yeah. like handle how do people handle it? like how do people like, yes how do people handle it or or like because I know like a lot of my like male friends who are big sports fans are very down to like talk about it but to have somebody who who is female identifying coming in and being just as knowledgeable and having this passion for it how does that how does that affect you 
I guess is what I'm kind of asking. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like it was just like sports information was just something I retained mm-hmm. naturally just from listening to the radio or something when mm-hmm. I listened to updates or what's going on with whatever. So it was just something I naturally listened to. But it is men are like, oh, you you know what a rebound is. And you're like, damn, that's basic. Yes, like, we all played basketball um, at one point. Come on. And I... I also, oh, I played basketball in high school mm-hmm. and grade school and then high school, but only for one year in high school because I didn't make the team. Oh. But boy, did I play with heart. Yeah, people are, are sometimes impressed. That they're like, you know, the players and you're not just a bandwagoner. And I'm like, no, man, I watched them lose all the time to LeBron, for example. Yeah. And and season after season after season. And I, I was disappointed when they traded away DeMar DeRozan, but... And, and hindsight is twenty twenty, but also just like I get it, like that that combo wasn't mm-hmm. working, even though we love 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 Tamara DeRozan. Um, so I feel like just people are are sometimes a, a little taken aback, and then they're like, kind of cool, cool. Um, but you know, like it's it's you know, I'd say it's things like hockey where you're just sitting there watching like five four white men who are a lot of them are uh, previous like mm-hmm. were NHL hockey players, and they're just kind of droning on about this play well yeah Kaepernick needs to I mean Kaepernick doesn't play I was like that's isn't that football in the U.S. (laughs) now now it looks like yeah sure she knows what she's talking about so they'll just be like Austin Matthews he needs to get in the zone more I don't know they just they need to liven that shit up and I think for sure having ex or like retired players is really beneficial and that's the inequality, right, that mm-hmm. we're talking about is that a lot of the broadcasters, a lot of the managers, a lot of the, they were all, it's all men. Yep. Um, but I think it's it's kind of time. It, it doesn't just have to be beautiful blonde women being <laughs> the sportscaster journalist. Because, yes. like, I've got so many fun questions. I've seen people ask athletes questions and they're not that great mm-hmm. at it. And I, I don't I don't know. I feel like I would love to work yeah. where I could, like, talk and interact with athletes and talk about the the political aspects of it because i do get i get pretty fired up about that stuff yeah of course Uh, i mean i think you should be a broadcaster i think that's another career for you (laughs) bloom that's uh as long as it doesn't affect my acting career it never will and it never will (laughs) also like sports are kind of coming back soon right yeah um and i would be the first person to be like Damn, I miss sports. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. I am very concerned about sports returning. Mm-hmm. I feel like the NBA like stopped their season when one player got yep. COVID. And now players all over the place are getting COVID. The MLB, like the Jays literally had to leave 12 players behind. Not because they all have COVID, but because they were exposed to one yeah. player who did. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like... And maybe I'm wrong because it's very hard to uh, to know all the ins and outs of everything and how it's run because it, this is like what they present to you and right. then this is what's going on behind the scenes. And is it like, are you, is it wealthy, rich team owners mm-hmm. um, wanting to make more money or milk at whatever they can out of the season um, on the backs of supremely talented athletes? Yes. Some of which who I believe want to get back to it because they love this, the sport. They, they love it. They put their life into it. I get it. It's your life. It's like we want to get back to theater. We want theater to Absolutely. reopen. Absolutely. But and I times a ticking, right? Like we don't get younger no. when a year of COVID hits. But and I you also lose one to two seasons. Yes. Like, that's it. And then there's also those contracts. And then you're going to be traded. Like I understand it's all very complicated. Of course. But there's also like but, the the 
the safety issue too of like I, as much as I want like theater come back theater sorry as much as I want theater to come back for theater. us theater 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 as much as I want it to come back for us so we have careers and jobs I'm also like I'm not I'm also not willing to put my life fully in danger yet or other people's because I'm like right now the people that are probably going to be going to those events if they're open to the public are the people who aren't being smart Mm, that's a very good point you know like the people who are already like oh i'm so i'm bored of my regular life and i just can't wait to get back to normal and you're like but it's still not quite normal and we're doing so well in toronto Mm -hmm. and i fear because i know the government has like waived like the quarantine rules for like the nhl like the teams that are going to be coming in and Mm -hmm. out of our country that is where are they going to be coming in and out of our country from the united (laughs) states Dates, which is just dripping, dripping with COVID, the epicenter, just soaking wet. Like it is, it and is getting even... and, and doing very little. To, it seems to get back on track. Yes, and so this whole sports thing coming back mm-hmm. in here is like it feels like, yeah, cool. And I, I will watch. I know I'll be terrible, and I'll probably watch. We'll but watch. like, <laughs> we but need like, it. People it's need not it. worth it to have our country shut down again. No. And, and I've gone this long and I'm like, let's just start 2021. Let's, yes. let's, everyone calls this one a bust. And I'm so sorry, LeBron, you lost a prime year of your life. I'm so sorry. Like some people that are closer to being traded away and like, and like all of that. Yeah. And I think that sucks, but it sucks for everyone. And you're very, very wealthy people. And there are people who have, are going into debt and are being evicted from their apartments because they can't pay mm-hmm. rent. So truly let's just stay away from the United States yes. and wear a mask. And wear a mask. So I'm ranting and I'm drinking. Please and rant and drink away. I think what's also really respectable right now is how many um, players are actually saying, I'm not going to finish out this season because I need to take mm-hmm. my safety and my family's safety. And I, I'm, I really respect that because I'm like, one, that is putting your career, not on the line, but like a little bit, like you're putting your career on the line. by well, they lose all that money. They, they lose all that money. And I I think it's also very noble of the of the athletes that are coming yeah. forward being like, I I can't do this. Like, I, I have to take my own life and my family's life into consideration. And like David Price, for example, David Price, turned yeah. away $12 million because he's like, I'm not going to play out this season. And he takes that hit, but it's worth it. Yeah. And honestly, on top of all of this and all of this COVID to say, it's also questionable whether it's appropriate to be distracting us, which is part of what, um, I think keeps us from thinking about social injustices Mm -hmm. is us being constantly, oh, but this and then this TV show and I'm busy doing work. And now we're not thinking about how uh, black indigenous people mostly primarily are being treated by law enforcement Mm -hmm. and systemically just everywhere. Now that we've had all this time, we have to face it. And now if it's like, but I could also watch basketball or I could watch baseball. It does kind of, absolutely. it just takes us away from it. So it does feel in a way like this is a, this is the push pull and we we have to remain strong and vigilant so that we we can keep you know push pursuing like justice for yes. bipoc people lgbtqia 2s mm-hmm. plus yes is that all the letters i, I hope think, i did that right i think so yeah i think you got it right <laughs> you can also do cuz i know now also with lgbtqis plus is that you can also do 2s lgbtqia 2S, Plus. so it's like two spirit and two then spirit all the letters. Two spirit and then all the letters because 
because obviously the two spirit uh, folk were here first, and they should be first. Um, so oh, I'm, that's a great. I'm, I, as I far, didn't realize that. As far as I know, that's and I think that's the same with like BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, and it's like. Uh, so as far as I know that, I mean, I could be wrong and I should really research it, but I've been trying to use that more because in my brain I go, well, two spirit folk were here first, so they should go first. They should be first in that right. list. COVID right now is a blessing in disguise in terms of the social injustices that have been happening around the world because like you said people aren't distracted by things anymore we have time to actually sit and actually listen and actually educate ourselves and pay attention to what's going on so I kind of like look at this ugly reflection of ourselves in the mirror and be like this is what we are this is who we are and not it's not just white people or cis people or hetero people that have to do this looking it's so deeply ingrained like a tree root in us that we don't realize the behaviors of it. And as we're doing this, I'm peeling away these layers and realizing that wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with like feminism, right? You're like, that was misogynistic. That is patriarchal. And like, we're peeling away these layers and we're seeing what we really are. And then we have to make peace with that and try to move on and and be better. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Paloma, Uh, we're riled up. But can we do... Should I open my other oh my, beer? Open it up, yes. Oh my god, this is the kind of night where you get a hangover because you're sweating all your. Um... You're sweating everything out. You're becoming extremely dehydrated. <laughs> oh man, honestly, I could go sit in the kiddie pool right now. Well, I don't see why you should, why you why you can't. You know, because I'm on a podcast. That's why because I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep you from your okay. pool. Okay. All right, Paloma, are you ready? I haven't named this yet, so if you think of a name, I, I still don't know what to call it. Right now, I'm just calling it a lightning round. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the timer on the clock, and then we're just going to try and get through what we can, and we'll probably answer, answer all of them anyway. Yeah. Don't answer them fast. Answer them at your will. We'll have a joke oh, at a really? time. Yes. Who cares? Okay. It's just a fun, okay. dumb game I made up. Okay, here we go. Why you just call it fun, dumb game? I mean, why not? Fun, dumb, fun, dumb, fun, dumb game. Fun, dumb. Okay, here we go. Uh, Okay. What is your worst party fail? Party fail? Yeah. What's your worst party fail? Oh, God. I remember being in high school and I got so, so, so baked (laughs) that I couldn't look up. Like, I couldn't look past, like, maybe someone's, like, waist. Like, for some reason, I couldn't. I just could not (laughs) look up. (laughs) I got so, so high, and everyone's like, you're green. You don't, I don't know if you ever got this when you're mm-hmm. a yep. kid or like a kid, whatever, getting stoned, and everyone's like, you're so mm-hmm. green. And you're like, this doesn't do anything for me. And you're like, so but that I'm was, greened out. <laughs> and like, just trying to be like, I got to go to the bathroom. And how much you have to like rev yourself up, especially that I cannot raise my eyes past yeah. like a certain point. So I'd say that was a huge party fail. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. I had one of those too, though. And it was at a, at a, a like, it was after a Jesus Christ superstar, um, like, what was it? A Jesus Christ superstar cast party, uh, in high cast school parties. and in high school. And we did it and we went off to, um, this older man was in the show and he had, on the peninsula in New Brunswick, in outside of Kennebecasis Valley on the peninsula. And we went and we stayed and he had chickens running around and it was solar powered house oh. and we were going to tent. And it was the first time I ever smoked weed. And, uh, I don't know if something else was in it because everything was like a snapshot photo. It was like, <gasps> <gasps> like, I remember it. 
like it was and yesterday. You're just trying to like look around and, and be like, like, is this? And there's how there's it's like chickens everywhere. <laughs> okay, let's keep going on this fun little game. Okay, I love it. I love what, it. Uh, what's your favorite song to dance to? Um, probably anything by Robin. Okay, yeah. Like, are we talking yeah. new Robin or like? 90s Robin too. Like show me love and what it's all about. All right. Okay, for sure, for sure. But probably new. New stuff. Robin. Like, I love all Robin, but like. Um, I just want to see how big of a Robin. Girlfriend. See, this is why I don't. I just wanted listen. to know if you were like how far back your Robin fandom went. <laughs> but show me love is great. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm thinking more. I guess yeah. Okay. Stuff. We're at happy hour. What's your What's the first drink you order? Um, if I have to have like a good strongie, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have something like with gin. Probably like I could do one gin and tonic because mm-hmm. it's too sweet otherwise, or like a sick gin, maybe a little bit of like lime cordial okay. and like Ooh, soda lime water. Cordial. Who are you, Anne? Anne of Green Gables? Was I don't know. Just like a cordial. splash, just yeah. to like make it a little something. Yeah, of but I mostly love citrus and uh, gin, <laughs> so something ginny. Okay, gin. Okay, if you could play one sport right now, what sport would you play? And if you, basketball, basketball absolutely. Okay, great. hundred percent. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> like, I wish I could be a professional basketball player. Like inside yeah. this heart, this little tiny yeah. five foot six Mexican woman <laughs> wants to be Serge Ibaka's body <laughs> and play basketball. A hundred percent. Okay. What, what's your personal motto? Um, I guess I still try to like struggle with just being like caring about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So just trying to be like, fuck it, probably like fuck it. And that right. very specifically referring to like, don't care what other people think. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Right. Don't care. I don't care. So I had to just keep myself on the train of like, I don't give a shit if people don't like me for this choice or for what I'm mm-hmm. saying or for what I'm doing on stage, especially creatively. Mm-hmm. So it's fuck it. Amazing. Toronto Maple Leafs, Blue Jays, or Raptors? You can't ask me to choose between my children. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I assume that. But right that's... now, right now, it's the Raptors. <laughs> but don't tell my other kids. I won't tell them. That... It's between us. And a final just... question. At the end of the night, you know, the party is winding down. You head home. Uh, people are heading home. You're heading home. How do you want people to remember you? How do I want them to remember me? Like, what qu- attributes would I have them name me as? Yeah, or yeah, like, or how do you want to be remembered at the end of a at the end of a really fun night at a party? Um, fun and funny, yeah, and charming. I love that. Yes, yeah. I tried on that cute voice that my son has has learned from me. And you complete. I, can, I was completely. I was completely sold. <laughs> oh my gosh, Paloma Nunez! This has been the most lovely conversation I have had. I, uh, I mean, I had a great conversation with Tom last week too. I'm just so happy to be able to chat with my friends uh, right now during these COVID times and have really incredible conversations. And you're just such a, such a wonderful, incredible human being. And you're so like inspiring fun funny fun funny and charming and you know you do so many different things you wear so many different hats and i'm just as a as as your friend and colleague i'm just always so proud of everything you're doing 
But can I also say thank you and like you're killing it. And I'm so proud of you for like putting up and creating your own work that like really inspires you. And Trisha, I love you. Heart of gold and most wonderful but and funny and very talented woman. So I have to say That's so the nice. accolades that you have. Yeah, you're That's amazing. very kind. Thank you, Paloma. Give me your cues. Give me your okay, cues. I was going to ask, are there any causes? Like what I'm trying to do also with this podcast is try to let our listeners beware of, of some amazing causes that are doing some incredible things in the community. Um, do you have Do you have some that you'd like to chat about right now? Uh, well, I think I'm very passionate about um, like defunding the police yep. and Black Lives Matter in Toronto. <laughs> so I think if you're looking for somewhere to uh, support, I would specifically say Black Lives Matter Toronto um, and supporting defunding the police. There's defunding.ca. But I'm also really passionate about the Obsidian Theater, which it really supports uh, Black artists and creating and, and showcasing their mm-hmm. work and their voices. So that's uh, if you're into the arts and you want to support an organization that does that, Obsidian Theater. Which um, featured a Brandon Hackett. So yes. I love Brandon Hackett. Oh. Like one of my, and that's truly why I chose it because you like Brandon Hackett. We, and I love Brandon doesn't? Hackett. Though both of those causes, we're gonna, uh, I was gonna say we're gonna slap like a slap shot. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna slap. We're gonna dunk. We're gonna dunk those uh, those causes and uh, in the description so you can check them out. Uh, so you can donate if you have the means. And if you don't have the means, you can just read up on what they're doing in the community as well as uh, maybe they're looking for people to donate time. So if you have the time to donate, maybe that's something you can do as well. Uh, Paloma. And if I can throw yeah, in one more, the other one is just the Bad Dog Theater, which yes. is run by Coco Galore, who's a black um, queer woman yes. who I think uh, is doing an incredible job. And they are, they are very much, try, you know, like struggling during COVID times and they have always have great shows on. So please mm-hmm. check out baddogtheater.ca and yes. you can probably see a bunch of shows. If you're able to donate to support them, you're, you can, but you can also watch for free. Yes, you can watch for free. And I just have to say that my dog Maggie is barking nonstop right now. I don't know if any, if you can hear it or not. Okay. Well maybe, but she's being a bit of a, either she's being a bit of a bad dog (laughs) or, (laughs) or she is just like super pumped about the, the three amazing things that we just spoke about. And yes, bad dog comedy, uh, sorry, bad dog. I guess they're bad dog comedy TV now are doing some incredible shows that they have Monday through, uh, Monday through the weekend. Um, and they have these new 4.30 shows that are just a delight. Uh, a couple that I'll name are like High Tea uh, with uh, Ajonis Charlie, um, Fitness Wigs with Kirsten Rasmussen, um, and then evening shows. There are things like Never Have I Ever with Daphne Joseph, Hook Up, which is an amazing show. Um, Sleep, I believe it's a show called Sleepover. Um with, Well, that's one I haven't no, heard. Uh, Sleepover with uh, Ophira Caliph. Um, oh wonderful! Oh wow! Yeah, Great. and Ayaka's Kitchen and is another four thirty show. Is another four thirty show I that Ayaka I love. So Ayaka. Where can people follow you, Paloma? Where should people try to check you out at? Uh, I'm on Twitter at um, at Paloma Nunez or on Instagram at the Paloma Nunez. Ooh. Really, really challenging <laughs> to find me. Just my full name. <laughs> Well, Paloma, I just adore you. I love you. You're such a good friend and you're such a talented, uh, talented woman. And I just hope for the best. And this is, bi- I don't know why I said hope for the best. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, the future when I see you like the later future this when week. We see, when I see you later this week and I can't wait. And can we just cheers out the, the pod with our, with our, there we are. 
Yes, cheers it out. I love you. Cheers, baby. Thank you so much for being too. a part of the podcast. And um, I'm sure I'll have you again soon. Please. Thank you so much. Always. What a treat. What this is so fun. Okay. I'm, I love you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Paloma Nunez, everyone. Oh, thank you so much, Paloma, for being my second guest on One More Round with me, Trisha Black. What a delight, and I really hope that the Raptors continue to be NBA champions forever. I think they are going to come back uh, from all of this into into the season and just dominate like they have been dominating, and I'm very, very, very excited to see that happen. Uh, Make sure that you follow Paloma on Twitter, at Paloma Nunez, or on Instagram at the... Paloma Nunez. <laughs> and we're going to be dropping in the comments on both the visual podcast and here uh, on the audio podcast the links to Black Lives Matter, T.O., Obsidian Theater, and Bad Dog Comedy Theater. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at it's underscore Trisha Black. Uh, you can check out my website, it's trishablack.com. You can follow the pod on One More Round podcast on Instagram. If you're loving the podcast, you know, to help us out, you can give us a rating or a review uh, or hit that subscribe button. Word of mouth helps as well. Let your friends know about this podcast. Uh, And if you hate the show, let your enemies know. Uh, Either way, please help me spread the word. I would appreciate it, and I appreciate you sticking out and listening uh, as we as we go along this podcast journey. I've started a new sh- uh, new bonus episodes called Hot Takes that are going to be coming out. I don't know if they'll come out every Monday, but pretty much probably every Monday. Uh, right now, I have one out uh, that is about Below Deck because I am super into Below Deck right now, as we all know, I'm sure. Uh, so you can check those out. And our guest next week... It's not just one, it's two for the price of one. Uh, An incredible improv duo from here in Toronto, and one of them is the new artistic director of Bad Dog Comedy Theater. We have the wonderful, uh, beautiful, talented, incredible Coco and Daphne, and we sit down and we talk everything from improv to Daphne's arts and crafts, to a lot about Game of Thrones. Uh, Daphne is just watching season one of Game of Thrones, so that is going to be an incredible episode, and you won't want to miss it. We'll see you next week for one more round with me, Trisha Black, and no East Coast Kitchen Party is complete without a rousing musical number that, again, Bull says we had the best time of our lives, but also it's time to go home. Uh, So here's that for you now, and we'll see you next week. Take me out to the bar. Some peanuts and cracker jacks I don't care if I never get back So let me root, root, root for the home team If they don't win, it's a shame For it's one, two, three strikes You're out at the old ball game Wow! Take me out to the ball game Take me out with the crowd some peanuts and cracker jacks i don't care if i never get back let me root 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 for the home team if they don't win it's a shame for it's one 